0: Welcome to the light of the world. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are coming upon the most holiest of days that is celebrated by Christian believers. It is a time that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to present you a series of messages that will help you to understand what Jesus Christ did, but more importantly, why he did it. It was to offer sinful people eternal life. I want you to listen closely and even contact someone in your family who needs to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the end of today's message, we're going to share an opportunity for you or anyone you know to come to know Jesus. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. It's foolish to believe that if I just put some blood over my door, is that a death angel going to pass over me? It takes faith to put your trust in the blood of Christ who saves us. Number two, the lamb had to be unblemished. Only the best from the flock would do. An unblemished lamb. He says a lamb without defect. The Passover lamb was to have no visible defect or blemish on it. No flaws, no stains of imperfection. And this requirement for the lamb points to the fact that God's final lamb, Jesus, was sinless. And perfect in his humanity and in his moral character. The lamb without mark or blemish represents the spotless character of Jesus the Messiah. Apostle Peter identified Jesus as the lamb without blemish or with, without blemish, or without spot. John says of him, uh, in him there is no sin. The book of Hebrews says Jesus was holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. He had no blemish. There was no guile in him. And even Pontius Pilate says, I find no fault in him. Judas who betrayed him says, I have sinned and betrayed innocent blood. I can't find nothing wrong with him. That's the kind of lamb he had to be because God said, it, you can't represent purity and holiness if you got blemishes and sin in you. Jesus even asked his accusers, which of you convict me of sin? Which one of you can say that I've done something sinful? So as the Lamb of God, he was unblemished in his thoughts and words and deeds. The Bible says, for he made him who knew no sin, to be, sin as, to be a sin offering for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Passover lamb had to be a young male. Jesus also answered this type. He was a young man when he went to the cross. He died in the prime of his life at age 33. Some medical doctor says between age 30 and 35 years is the age of the healthiest period of a young man's life. The Passover lamb was to be slain in public and Jesus too was slain publicly before a watching crowd in Jerusalem and the Jews who came from all parts of the Roman Empire saw him on Gog the Hill during the Passover feast In Jerusalem, Jesus was a type of the Passover lamb. And guess what time of year it was when he was crucified? It was during the Passover. The death of Christ was not only a public execution, but it was more than that. It was the cosmic event in human history that draws multitudes from all over the world. Jesus said this, if I'm lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The fifth thing, none of the bones of the Passover lamb were to be broken. And John chapter 19 verse 32 quotes that from Exodus about the broken bones of the Passover lamb. And when those prisoners were on the cross, the two thieves, and Jesus was between them, The rulers and authorities of the Jews was concerned that they would still be there on the cross during Passover. And they said we can't have them on the cross during Passover. They need to be dead before then. And he said go out there and break the legs of those who are on the cross. So that their bodies would swamp down and they would be so congested on the inside they would die more quickly. And he broke the legs of the two thieves and they came to Jesus and they said he's already dead. None of his bones will be broken so that it can fulfill the law. And the prophecies that none of the bones of the Passover lamb can be broken. John 19 36 says for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. King David prophesied about that in the Psalms. He said none of his bones will be broken. Number six the shed blood from the Passover lamb was a sign of life given and redemption accomplished. When God saw the lamb's blood sprinkle on the lintel and the two doorposts, the people in that house were saved from his wrath and for his judgment. The shed blood meant the life given and atonement for sin made. Leviticus 17 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. It is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. I was thinking about that and I, Notice if you know a door with the lintel and the two doorposts, that was also, if you put blood there and blood there and blood there, it's the sign of the cross. His head up there at the top of the doorpost with blood on it and both of his hands with blood on it. That's how the sacrificial lamb is going to die on a cross. And you'll be able to see the blood over his head and on both sides with each hand. God saying, that's a picture. I see the cross. And I'm telling you to put the blood over there. That. That's going to save you then. And it's going to save us now. It is his shed blood that atones and purifies us from the sin in the eyes of God. For the blood of Jesus Christ, he said in 1 John 1, 17, cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there's no redemption, God says. I showed you in the book of Exodus how this redemption things work, and I'm showing you again on the cross in Calvary. When the faithful Israelites took the blood out of the slain lamb and sprinkled it on the door with the hyssop, he was making the sign of the cross. Jesus said this. Remember he said, I am the door. What is he talking about? You all are still celebrating the Passover, saying you need to put the blood over the door. Guess who the door is? I am the door. See, didn't he say that? I'm the door. God says, put that over the door. How many doors you got on your house? You got one door. They didn't have back doors and all that. They got one. You got one door. He said, that's the only way. You got one way. And Jesus says, I am that door. I'm that one way. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I'm the sacrificial lamb. Most believers don't have a good understanding of that whole process of why he says, I'm the sacrificial lamb. I am the door. What door? That door that you've been putting that blood over and serving in a ritual. I'm the door come to life. So the Passover is an epic event in Jewish history that is observed every year for some 3,500 years. We have a sizable Jewish community in our city and if you would go, you would see why we're celebrating Easter. They're celebrating Passover. The Passover was the event that brought deliverance for Israel out of the bondage of slavery. And God instructed the Israelites that on the first Passover night to slay a lamb and to sprinkle the blood upon his doorpost and lentils so that the Lord, when he passes through, will pass over. The Passover lamb and the shedding of the blood was a crucial thing for Israel's redemption. I was a little kid and Sitting in church and I was reflecting on some of the old songs the saints were singing. We didn't know what they meant. We just sang them. We had no idea, but that's what they were singing. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Jesus said his blood also for those who are captive by the power of sin. When we are unbelievers, when we have not become Born again by giving our life to Jesus Christ. We are a captive to sin. We can't be a better person. Some of us have tried to be better. We've tried to act better. We've tried to do better. But you cannot be better, do better, or act better when you have a sin nature in you. When you have the sin nature in you, you do what sin demands. That is who you are. That's not what you're doing. That's who you are. You don't have to teach a dog how to bark. You don't have to teach a cat how to meow. The cat has the cat nature and the dog got the dog nature. You don't have to teach a sinner how to sin because a sinner has a sin nature. No one has to teach you how to lie. You did pretty good on your own. Anybody took lying lessons? No, you don't have to take lying lessons. You learned early. You didn't take stealing lessons either. You saw something you wanted and you looked to the left, you looked to the right, and you got it. Remember? Somebody said, yeah. <laughs> when you come to Christ by faith and ask him to come, she says, I don't know how this is going to work. Just like the people who were sitting in the house. Can you imagine sitting in that house? This is what they told us to do, so what's getting ready to happen? I don't know how this is going to work. But when it was over, they said he passed over us. That's going to be a day of judgment And when the Lord comes, all he's going to look for again is the blood of the Lamb. Has that blood been applied to your heart? There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. And when he comes and he sees the blood of Jesus Christ, he says, I didn't come for you. This is a destroyer. This is the judgment on those who are lost. Notice he said, I'm coming to every house in Egypt. He came to every house, but the ones who had the blood over it, he passed over that one. God is coming again with judgment to every home and every house. And he's going to look for the same blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. When the blood flowed down from that cross, those who come to the cross have allowed the blood of Christ to be applied to their hearts. And the judgment of God will pass over us. Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. Would you bow your heads with me? You are here today and you may not have had a great appreciation for what Jesus Christ has done for you. But you may know that there are things in your life that you are unable to break free from. You've tried. You you tried to be a better person. You tried to do right. You tried a new method. You got involved in a new group. You tried to get more education. You tried some self-help programs. You tried some prescription drugs. You tried a little weed, some whiskey. You tried some of everything, but nothing has changed your life. But I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus is able to save and to transform your life. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin. And every year this time, our focus turned to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the good news. The bad news is it seems like we only wait until this time of the year to really focus on what Jesus Christ did for us. For every believer, every day, we should be thankful to the Lord that he gave his life for us. So that we do not have to perish, but we can live an abundant life and we can escape the fires of hell and spend eternity with God in heaven. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. What is he going to save us from? Eternal damnation and hell fire. Those of you who are listening to me right now, you may be at church, but you may not be in church. That means that you're just going through the motions. You're just attending, but you're not connected with God. This is the season to remind us of why Jesus Christ came in the first place and he came to save a lost and dying world. You can make that decision even now to give your life to Jesus Christ. I give you this opportunity to be my guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m., at 16161 Old Humble Road. You can meet Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you can join with the family of believers that will help you to grow and fulfill God's will and purpose in your life. If you would like to listen to this message again or previous broadcasts, go to our new website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.